Hi everyone, I'm here to tell you today about an exciting new series that we're going to be starting this Friday. We are going to be looking at the Book of Acts and it really is a beautiful book. In the books before the Gospels, we know that it speaks about the birth, the life, the ministry and the death of Jesus Christ. The Book of Acts picks up where Jesus ascends into heaven and he pours out his spirit onto his people as he said he would. We then just see the beautiful transformation of the first church and the rapid growth as people receive the beautiful news of Jesus Christ as their saviour. We also see the transformation of Saul becoming Paul. We see Paul going out on his mission trips to take the gospel to the ends of the earth and many other such stories. So please come and join us as we explore this because we need to see well, what does this mean to us 2000 years later. Join me every Friday as we explore this. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. Hello everyone, it's a pleasure to bring you the offering word this morning. Um, I'm reading from Ephesians 2 verse 19. Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Um, I was thinking about um, citizenship and uh, being citizens of heaven and I had a friend send me a voice note which was so amazing and so encouraging just about heaven and um, our citizenship and the laws that actually apply to us. And I just um, was so encouraged by this verse to know that as being part of the household of God, there are so many things that we are able to receive from the Father. And um, as you've given your offering or as you're about to prepare your offering, I just wanted to, to um, ask you to take a moment to um, just acknowledge that, acknowledge your citizenship, um, take a moment to take stock of who your father is. You're not a soldier outside the gate, but you're actually in the palace. You're actually in the courts, a very personal space with the father. And he who is able to give, he who is able to create and make, he who has established the world is the one who you call father, who you are able to call daddy. And so I wanted to encourage you this, this morning to know that um, your offering is being received with joy by the father. I'm a father of three, and so for myself, it is always wonderful to receive from my kids the little pictures that they draw and the things that they bring. However small or however broken they are, however um, tattered or out of, sh out of shape that they might be, that still brings me joy because it connects to the heart. So I want you to know this morning, however big or small, however broken or in shambles your offering might be, it is the heart that the Father enjoys and it's that that He delights in. So be blessed this morning. Let's pray over this this morning. Father, I want to thank you, God, that you look at our hearts and that you are delighted in what we bring you. I want to thank you, Lord, that you have brought us into your household and that we are members of the household of God, that we are citizens with the saints in the heavenlies. And I want to thank you, Father, that that means so much more than what we sometimes um, acknowledge and what we sometimes remember. Um, Father, be blessed this morning by our hearts. And we thank you, Lord, that you bless us so much by your heart, your love, and your faithfulness.
We praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. It's such a privilege that you've slotted in. Uh, we trust that God will be speaking to you and that He's going to transform your life. Uh, we'll be speaking about um, call to love. And uh, the scripture reading is Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 10. But before we start, let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your presence in our lives. We thank you that this morning, we can ask that your love will just overflow within us. Father, we pray that you will be present. We pray for your Holy Spirit to speak right into our hearts. Transform us. We don't want to stay the same. God, we want to trust that when you come and encounter with us, that we will be transformed and receive living waters that we can extend to people around us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Luke chapter 19 verse 1 to 10. He entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I may stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abram. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. So Zacchaeus was a rich man. He was a chief tax collector and also a Jew. Um, a person that people actually hated at the time. Uh, that hired assistants to do his dirty work, <laughs> people to collect the money from Jewish citizens in order to enrich the Roman occupation in Israel. Um, some tax collectors, and most of them, was actually known uh, by getting their power and their riches through illegitimate means. And so they were hated in Israel. They were people that were not associated with people being spiritual at all, but um, also uh, known as people who oppose the Jewish culture. And so this man called Zacchaeus was quite small. He couldn't see above the crowd and he had to actually go into the sycamore tree to see Jesus. Now, this is a beautiful picture because verse 3 actually says that he was seeking to know who Jesus was. Now, why would we have missed Zacchaeus is the question today. You know, why 
would we not have seen like Jesus as Zacchaeus at a time such as this even? The beautiful thing is that Jesus actually looked up into the tree. And my question today is actually, what if Jesus did not look up into the tree and see Zacchaeus there? Would Zacchaeus have changed at all? Would he ever had the opportunity to turn from his wicked ways into a place where he could embrace the love of God and make a huge difference in the kind of way in which he operated in the future? And so what was his expectations to receive at a time when he got into the tree? It's actually unheard of that the rich man would go into a tree to, um, to go and see a public speaker. He had enough money to, uh, to force his way into anyone's life. And so one thing that I've seen for us as a church and community at this time is we prayed for 21 days. And one of the words that got out was actually a picture of a tug of war in our streets here in Wimbledon, in the main street, actually. And, um, and so uh, there was this tug of war on the one side, it said, purpose and the other one wealth and uh, you know at first I thought listen is it not um, you know one or the other you know what is God saying to us what is the war that's happening you know here in Wimbledon and then there was this little fire that was in the middle of the rope busy burning through and that was the one called love and one thing we do know is God is saying that it's not purpose or wealth um, that's going to make the difference in Wimbledon, but it's the love of God and the acceptance of God that's going to allow people to uh, have successful lives. And I want to this morning trust that God will change something in our hearts about his love toward people and for us to embrace his love. You know, one thing that we do know is we can't love God and not love people. We can't love God and not express his love through us into other people's lives. You see it when somebody gives his heart to the Lord and he starts to change and transform. The first thing that, ha that um, happens in a person's life is they become softer toward people around them. They become more gracious and more accepting of people and even their mistakes, the mistakes of other people um, around them. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 7. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Four things being mentioned here by Paul in 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, which I trust will change your view, the way in which you think and, um, and engage with your community and the people around you. The first one is, it bears all things. And so this is a beautiful picture because for us as Christians, when, when we start to serve the Lord, one thing is evident, that we become more tender, more gracious, uh, more loving toward people around us, as we forgive like God forgave us. And so... Um, the challenge that we have is many times as Christians, when we want to portray the love of God toward people around us, we want to tell them the truth. We want to share the gospel and we want to make sure that they know if they don't receive Christ, that they will go to hell and that they will miss the opportunity to, um, 
to go into eternity and the thing that jesus wanted to come and portray to us was the love of god the fact that he would serve 12 men for three years um, and show them the love of god in their lives and trust that they would do the same whenever he leaves and so for us as christians there's a there's a subtle change that we need to make when we um, we want to reach people around us when we want to show the love of God toward people around us, we must uh, rather start to listen and speak less. We must start to rather listen to people's stories and where they are coming from. It was so clear that Zacchaeus came from a certain background, but Jesus took the time and the effort to reach into his circumstances and to have empathy in where he's coming from people around you all have their stories to tell you don't know what's happening in their lives and you don't know where they are coming from and so many times we are judgmental in the way in which we react to them and we don't realize that they've got a story to tell and jesus immediate, immediately showed compassion and empathy toward zacchaeus by reaching out to him and saying today with urgency i must come into your house and so everyone has their growth curve and the position of growth that they have with the lord and sometimes we are so judgmental even with christians around us and where they are at with the lord and the things that they are doing that we forget the key word of love toward them and so 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 8 says, So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. And so the beautiful thing about the church and the people of God is the fact that we have the opportunity to embrace other people to come into the family for them to to understand the ways of God through the love and the acceptance that um, we show toward one another and so you can't share the gospel to anyone around you if you don't start to care for them first if you are not opening your lifestyle and um, allow them to experience the goodness of God through your life. And so we actually need the, to earn the right and the respect to share um, in people's lives. Uh, we need to open our doors even of our houses so that people will find the love of God within the community that we are in. Relationships are all that we can take into eternity. And so reaching into people's lives we need to change our approach in just wanting to tell the truth to people and wanting to live according to you know um, the things that that we believe is true i'm sad to see what's happening in politics and in communities these days and how people are actually being more alienated from one another um, rather than the love of god being spread toward um, people and so there's a saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Christians, we need to change our approach 
in how we are interacting with people around us. We've got the truth as a revelation unto us. But the biggest thing that changed us was the love of God and the acceptance of God over our lives. And we expect people to receive Christ and to change their lives by being judgmental and, and uh, you know, trying to, to speak the truth to them. You can't speak the truth into anyone's life if you don't earn the respect of walking a road and, uh, and a, a relationship, a friendship with people that are sincere and um, authentic. And so the second one is endures all things. It, uh, it says that love is blind. <laughs> you know that um, love that you... The first one is it bears all things. And I always see this in people's lives when they receive Christ. There's a tenderness, a graciousness toward people that happens whenever they receive Christ. And while Christ sees within uh, Zacchaeus a man that is desperate, a man that has a circumstance that nobody else understands at this time, um, we would judge the wealth and the character and the wrongdoing in his life. Um, Jesus knows that there's a context in which he is living in. The fact that this man has a desperate desire to actually change. And he, he is, is so serious about it that he's willing to jump into a tree to make himself known to Christ, to see Christ, to experience Christ. To experience the, 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 the possible change that can happen in his life. And so I see it with us as Christians. We so often want to speak the truth in people's lives. And we want to tell them how they should live their lives. And what they must do to receive Christ. And otherwise they will go into eternal hell. And they must make the right choices. That we forget that Christ came to this earth to show the love of God and the acceptance of God. In people's lives it's because he first loved us that we changed and so for Zacchaeus it's the same my question would be if Jesus did not reach up to to Zacchaeus there in the tree that day if he would have changed my question is if Jesus did not stop and took the effort to say Zacchaeus come down because today I want to go into your house would he have known the love of God in such a way that he would have been transformed? And so many people around us are quite keen to change their lives. They are so desperate to see something else happening. But, you know, they don't want to be um, judged or, or, or experience the hostility even of, um, of Christianity. They want to know that we care. And so we need to change our approach. You know, in this time of lockdown, I've, I've um, seen a vulnerability in people's lives where people are open for the gospel because they are lonely, because they, they know that things must change. They, they've got a desperate need for something greater than themselves. And we as Christians has the most amazing opportunity to reach into their lives and to show the love of God you know, to them. But we must listen first. We cannot tell people the whole time 
But the truth is, if we don't deserve that place in their lives, if there's not a place where they start to trust us and allow us to speak into their lives. And so we must, um, as Christians, rather start to care first, walk a road in friendship, an authentic road of friendship with people, open our houses and allow people to come in and see our lifestyles and experience the love of Christ in our everyday doing, then we can trust to, uh, to invite them to church, to allow them to, to make the biggest choice of their lives to come into eternity. But we are so urgent and we, we all are so purpose-driven that we forget that it's the love of God that changes people's lives. And so we must first care before we can share. Uh, we need to earn that right. But we must open our doors and, and relationships are the only thing that we can take into eternity. So while we are planning our, our um, calendar for the next of the year and, uh, and for everything that we still want to do, I want to challenge you today and say to you, it's time to set time apart to invest in people's lives. Not to share the gospel or to take them to church or but sincerely, authentically uh, reaching into their lives and starting to walk a road with them. Maybe it's time just to go for a walk or a cycle ride and invite your neighbor to go with. Find common ground and just reaching out into their lives through common interests. <laughs> you know, but there's an empathy that must develop within us where we start to really care sincerely for people. It, um, it is said, and I don't know who um, gave this quote, but um, I want to anyway share it with you. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. The second thing is love endures all things. It is blind. Do you remember that first time that you uh, met that love in your life and you would overlook any mistakes in their lives. Your family can tell you that um, there's uh, mistakes, there's things wrong in their lives, but you will not listen to them. Your friends can tell you, you know, just be careful uh, and you will not listen because you love that person so much. And so, you know, if you look at what Christ did, he did not look into the sin of Zacchaeus's life. He, um, he looked unto the redemption that he could bring to him, the freedom that he could bring to Zacchaeus's life. We would box him in. <laughs> we would give him a character box label and, you know, um, start to, uh, to, to, to even think of how we're going to sort him out, <laughs> the sin in his life. But love endures all things. Look at a mom and dad that you know, love their children and won't despise their children because they are doing sin. They would rather pray for them. They would get involved in their lives and start to walk a road with them. They would trust God for breakthroughs in their kids' lives. And they would go that extra mile in order to see victory uh, in their children's lives. And so we are so afraid that when we engage into people's lives and we love them unconditionally that that would be uh, a sign to them that we agree with their sin and their wrongdoing but christ accepts zacchaeus as he was 
He was willing to step into his life and say to him, today I want to eat with you. And therefore, Christ loves Zacchaeus and acceptance made him change his ways. We are acceptance magnets as people. We want to be accepted by people. And so whoever accepts us and the way we are, we will draw closer to and we will give attention to and we will embrace their love. It's just sad that these days Christians, because of our lovelessness, allow people to be drawn into the arms of the world that gives them acceptance and love. Thirdly, love believes all things. It trusts. <laughs> and so we see that Christ trusted Zacchaeus. Other people mistrusted him. But Christ trusted him so much that he said, I will come to your house. I will get involved in your life. Enough to put his reputation on the line and enter the house of Zacchaeus. But you know what? We see an untrusted man that we would rather avoid and even avoid spending time with. And so I can only imagine what happened with the Pharisees and disciples at the time. Did they really believe that Zacchaeus would change? In making commitments like I'm going to give up half of my possessions and give it to the poor and I'll give fourfold back that which I have stolen from people. I think that they had disbelief in their lives. I believe that we many times become so skeptic about people and people's change that we condemn them and we don't allow them to bring that about that change in their lives. I believe that we sometimes miss, miss the point in not embracing and celebrating whatever is happening in people's lives because we've become such a skeptic society that we've driven love out of our thinking. And so what we would rather want to see is, I told you so. <laughs> and so we want people rather to fail so that we look better in ourselves. Whenever there's doubt, we should actually say, I rather trust your version of the story. Trust, look for an explanation of somebody else's actions. Which means that I always give you the benefit of the doubt because I love you. I always fill the doubt with the benefit of the doubt. The fact that, you know, whenever you tell me a story, I'm not going to, to be skeptic and and think badly about your intentions. We judge others according to their actions, but we judge ourselves according to our intentions. What does that mean? It means that we are quick to, um, to judge people whenever they do anything wrong against us. But if we do the same thing wrong against them, we say to them, I didn't mean to. I didn't want to um, hurt you when I uh, did that. You must trust my intentions. But when people hurt us, we are the first to, to judge them according to their actions. And so you don't have the ultimate truth about somebody else's lala land. And I, I just want to be very clear on that because each one of us have our story to tell. Our world that we are living in. And two people can live in exactly the same circumstances and experience it different. Because of their 
character, their uh, identity, their background, and the way in which they deal with problems. And so stop being so judgmental toward one another that you forget that another person thinks differently. You know, God even says in Isaiah 55 verse 8, His thoughts is higher than our thoughts. We can't even engage with our spouses and, uh, you know, and understand them always. <laughs> we can't even figure them out. So don't try to to manipulate and, and um, change people's lives around you, but start to love them unconditionally the way that they are. And then fourthly, hope all things. We must celebrate what's happening in people's lives. And so the beautiful thing about Christ is that he saw Zacchaeus, the community leader, while we will see a stealing, scheming, mafia boss <laughs> why are we seeing it different than the way that christ believe zacchaeus is operating and the reason why we are not the city on a hill and you know the shining light for the world to see as the church today is because we've lost our first love we've lost the love that we receive from Christ in such a way that we can portray that to other people around us. If anything we get right, it should be to embrace love and to extend that to people around us. I believe that the season that we are going in and the way in which we are going to transform communities is to embrace love, to embrace people into the family and let them feel embraced you know one of the biggest reasons why people while some people will come into the church and um, and immediately start to grow and flourish in the kingdom of God and why others not is because the community of believers did not receive them as part of the family I always see it when people start to operate um, in the context of somebody brought me into the church and and i'm you know celebrated within the church and loved by the church they flourish and start to grow a lot quicker and so uh, i remember when i got into the church the first time you know everyone was speaking to me and um, they were actually calling me on my name and i knew there was something fishy because at that moment when I got into the church I realized that there was people praying for me for months if not years to get into the kingdom to start to follow God wholeheartedly and that made such an impression on me because I realized that they loved me enough sincerely out of the love of God toward me that they would start to pray and trust for my salvation and so people of God I want to say today that if we can start to become more loving if the church of God can learn to express itself in such a way that we um, are a family that embrace other people more start to get involved in their lives not to expect that they must become church goers but so that they can experience the love of God first we will see much greater things to come. 
Let's pray this morning. Father, we pray in Jesus' name for your love to penetrate our hearts. We ask you, Father, to show us what it means to love. We ask you, Father God, as you, Jesus, would cry over Jerusalem and prophesy over it like a hen is gathering her chicks, we can see the, the passion and the compassion that you've received for the city of Jerusalem. And we want to ask for the same in our lives. We want to sit over our communities and pray over it and, and trust God that you will give us such a heart for people that we will stop even making them as projects and trusting for goals and big things to happen, but that we will show your love toward them. And this morning we trust that God, um, we will celebrate every person for who they are. As you've seen Zacchaeus as being a community leader, a man after your own heart that would go and make right with people, that will invest in the poor and do great exploits for you. Father, we pray that you will give us the same eyes, the eyes of love in which we can look to people the way that you are. Father, I pray for a tenderness and a graciousness to come and stir our hearts. Father, give us love for our family members. Give us love for uh, the people in our community. Father, there at the school gate, whenever we engage, that we will not again walk past a person when they are in need. But Father God, I pray that we will use every and any opportunity to extend your love to the people that you so dearly love. Amen. If you need any ministry afterwards, if you need the love of God in your life, then I want to encourage you that uh, you would afterwards follow the link uh, to the Zoom account that uh, we've provided below, and we would gladly pray with you after the service. Blessings.